good morning, good afternoon, good evening there, gamers. How is everybody doing this fine Tuesday? I hope that y'all had a great week in Clash of Clans, that you are having a, a good day so far. Uh, I know that several of my guys who are, are listening from some international locations have been uh, going through some pretty crazy weather patterns. Uh, got some... some typhoons and some hurricanes and other tropical storms and whatnot going on around the world and i hope that everybody's staying safe there uh, we know that we mentioned a couple weeks ago that we had some missed cwl hits because of a hurricane down in the atlantic and then uh, there's some storms that have been raging across india that have uh, caused a bunch of rain and flooding and whatnot so we've got some folks out that way who have uh, been a little inactive in the clans so i hope that everybody's now getting a little bit back to normal and that uh, y'all are staying safe out there. Uh, so, welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. I am your host, Catfish, and uh, I'm glad that y'all have decided to hop on in the car with me as I drive off to work this Tuesday morning. Uh, we're going to have a, a few things to discuss. Uh, last week, you know, I had a had a, an interesting week for myself. Uh, my last episode was a little late because of some back problems, because... You know, catfish is getting old, and uh, sometimes we do some things that, that end up hurting us and putting us out for, for a couple days. So uh, I want to, again, thank those who reached out to me and, and wished me well and uh, were looking out for me. I am feeling much better now. I was able to get up and, and move around and do some stuff. I didn't get to a yard mode, so I'm going to need dynamite to head on over and take care of doing that because uh, while I was able to get up and move around, I just didn't feel like uh, doing yard work was going to be the best thing, uh, given that my back still giving me a little bit of problems. So dynamite, uh, let me know when you're going to be over, and uh, I'll make sure that I leave the key to the garage uh, out for you so that you can get in there and uh, make sure that you uh, sweep the sidewalks and, and blow all the, the leaves and the, the clippings away from the pool this time. Uh, I don't I don't want to have to come out after you and clean up the pool filter uh, after you blow all that crap into my pool. So uh, we'll see you soon there, buddy. Uh, so what is going on in Clash of Clans? Uh, Y'all, this week we did have some fun in Knights of Zion. Uh, we had some league matches. Uh, I didn't. I've not had a league match since the last episode. We did our league match last week a little early. Uh, this next league match uh, for me is going to be between my team, Jericho Rising, and Kratos' team, Eden's Edge, and we're we're planning to do that uh, Friday night. See, we normally in the Knights of Zion do sport, regular war spins on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, we've got a couple trialists that were in there working out right now so we need to have as many folks involved in the war so we can make sure we get some decent bases to choose from so that these trialists can hit these bases and uh show us what they got now one of the trialists we have uh i, I don't even know that we really need to have him come in and do a war um he's a he's a pretty well-known guy throughout the community uh if you, if you look through the lineup in knights of zion you maybe you'll see a new name in there um we're going to hold off on on making huge public announcements about who it is for a little bit of time but anybody who happens to stop by and check out the clan roster you might might see some new names in there and uh, we're looking forward to seeing how we're able to visit with them and hang out with them we've had some longtime friends of theirs in the clan and uh i'm hoping that maybe it'll help us be able to get a little bit better and we'll be able to push up a little bit higher into our SCCWL rankings but this week we had a 15v15 regular war. Uh, it was all Town Hall 14s. And y'all, we were one building away from having a perfect war. We finished with 14 triples and one two-star that was a 99% time fail. Y'all, I don't I don't know I don't know what's worse. If it would have been, you know, a non- almost perfect war or having that one 99% time fail. And let me tell you, the guy who hit it initially had a fantastic plan. Uh, it, it, it worked out um, brilliantly, except for that one little bit of a time fail. And that last building that was left was actually one that was attacked at the beginning of the war. Uh, I'm going to try to get a recording of it put up on uh, probably game on or, or YouTube so that you can see what I'm talking about. But uh, the town hall was in a it was in a, a small compartment up on the north side of the base, so up at the twelve o'clock corner. He he was going to do a yeti smash. So he starts with a warden walk, and the goal of the warden walk is to take out the town hall. 
he lays down a couple funneling troops uh, at around between two and three so that when he does drop his smash portion of the attack, uh, they don't walk around the base. So a little bit of value. Um, I think there was a wizard that was put at 12 to take out a, a siege workshop. There was another wizard and a baby dragon that took out some collectors, um, some barracks and, and whatnot uh, around the, between the 2 and 3 o'clock area. And then his warden steps in, takes out the town hall. After the warden takes out the town hall, it targets a an archer tower that is, oh, it's sitting at about 1130, right? It's It's just to the left of the town hall. Uh, the warden gets off one shot on this archer tower, which takes the archer tower down to about 25% of its hit points, about 400 hit points. Right as that first shot on that archer tower goes down is when he drops his king, queen, and yetis. So the warden targets that archer tower for a second shot and then moves over, retargets, and starts to follow the main army. That archer tower was now behind a couple layers of walls. So as everything then moves clockwise around the base, the whole smash goes through the base, destroys the center of the base pretty easily. Uh, but there's a couple trash buildings in the, the corners that, that take up a little bit of time with some of the bowlers and, and archers and whatnot. Uh, so they have to get through those, those trash buildings in the corners. And then everything rotates back around. He's got plenty of firepower left up, but just runs out as the warden is yet again about to target that archer tower uh, so that just goes to show how you know how one little thing at the beginning can kind of cause some issues for you at the end now i saw this attack and i thought it was a great attack and i thought you know what i can replicate this attack uh, i have very similar leveled well you know both of our labs are max my heroes were a little bit lower than his but i thought let me make a couple changes to some of the cleanup army i took an extra loon or two so that i could make sure that i got that archer tower down at the beginning and uh a couple extra archers so that i could start them on those corner buildings at three and at nine o'clock uh, where there were some camps and things that, that slowed stuff down uh, but even though i took out that archer tower with my warden walk I placed the baby dragon for the funnel one tile too far clockwise, and instead of stepping up and taking out an uh, elixir pump, it moved more towards three o'clock and helped some of the uh, the archers that I had down there taken out army camps and barracks and whatnot. So I missed one elixir pump, one elixir collector that messed up the funnel then for my my yetis and my bowlers. So because they started to walk the outside, that means I didn't have as much firepower in the middle. Uh, so there were some troops that weren't inside my warden tome when I hit it. I didn't even get to the 90% mark. Uh, one silly little building on the outside messed up my funnel at the beginning. And then that gave, even though I was using almost the exact same army, it gave a completely different outcome to the attack. Now, what can we learn from that? Uh, I like to, to be able to try to to teach, right? I'm not just talk. I'm not just giving you these things as excuses as to why I failed or, or, or why Farm Boy failed. Farm Boy had a fantastic plan uh, and just needed a half a second longer, you know, faster execution. I saw that, try to correct it. So just like when we use that burnt base bot that everybody loves and you think, oh, this base has been burnt. I'm just going to use the exact same army the other guy did and hope that the traps are in the same location. But it just goes to show that if you are one tile off on a funnel troop, it can not take out all the trash buildings, which is all the trash buildings you wanted to take out and then leave up one building in one building can be what messes up your funnel which then messes up the whole core attack part of the army. Uh, half of my smash walked, half of it went in the middle. It, it divided the firepower up and just did not give me enough to get through the heavy defenses, the scatter shots, the inferno towers and whatnot that were in the middle. Uh, and it just didn't work out for me. Big D, Big D came in and Big D's not a, a fan of smash type armies. Um, he, he's He's usually an air guy, loves these Lalos, been hitting Hydra pretty hard. Uh, he's not a fan of smash armies. Now, we do have some guys in the clan that know how to smash, and we're thankful for that because some bases need smashes. Some 
bases need, you know, to have witches thrown at them. Some bases need air armies. Some bases will take a, you know, a multitude of different things, right? So it's nice to have guys that have various different skill set. But most of the guys who are good with the smash had already used their hits. Uh, there was one other guy who attempted to hit it, and I don't, I don't think he had quite as good of, a, of an outcome. Big D goes after it, and again, he's not as familiar with Smash because he's been focusing on other things, and he wasn't able to get that triple either. Uh, so we finished again, 44 out of 45 stars with only one building left. That was, that was pretty exciting. Uh, those last couple hits, we had a ton of people online checking things out, watching this because you know it's been a while since we've had a perfect war with all Town Hall 14s. Uh, and these these bases that we were against weren't a bunch of rush bases either. Yeah, some of their lower ones might have been slightly rushed, but it wasn't one of the lower ones that, that held us up. You know, those got tripled, uh, and it was one of the bases in the middle that ended up being our downfall. Uh, the other base that I hit, <laughs> we got to talking about it, and people were in plan chat talking about, oh, you can do this Blizzard attack, and and I like Blizzard, I do, but I'm I sometimes throw my invisibility spells down um, a tile off or or maybe a half a second, not even half a second, you know, a, a tenth of a second too late or even too early. And so I'm just not, I'm not the best at Blizzard, uh, but this where there was a base left that I could hit. And I said, you know what, I'm going to find a simple solution for this. Uh, anybody that's been hanging around the, the Klaus gaming discord knows that at one point uh, we used to always make fun of e-drags uh, and if you applied to the knights of zion and as we were running you through your application process if you were using them nothing but e-drag spam as you were doing your war attack plans uh, we were likely to vote no uh, at one point i had said i don't care what the question is the answer is not e-drags well let me tell you I got to looking at this base. Uh, it had been burnt. I saw a couple replays of some really convoluted, multi-step. I mean, they were—they look beautiful, right? You see these people dropping these things and and getting precise values out of these precision drops. And I got to looking at it and thought, you know what? This is the one instance where the answer really is e-drags. Uh, I think I dropped a king and a queen in one corner. I dropped a baby dragon and another just to create a little bit of a funnel and then it was literally spam a bunch of e-dragons spam a bunch of balloons send the warden with it hold on to the royal champion for a little bit to see which way things start going and then i had e-drag and loons in the blimp uh once the eagle artillery locked on to the massive amount of e-drags and they they started working through the base a little bit i sent the blimp in over the town hall wrecked the town hall a couple rages couple freezes and it was an easy peasy triple. Uh, sometimes you got to have those really thought out precision armies that look gorgeous and they take a ton of skill. And sometimes you just need a spam army that takes you two minutes of planning and takes hardly any time at all to deploy troops. And then it's just about spell placement. Uh, so I know we, that, you know, sometimes spammers get a bad name in the Clash of Clans community, but you know what? If you can look at the base and see that a spam army is going to work and it's it's going to assure you of that triple without as many convoluted steps and without as much margin for error, well, then that's, that's going to be the best thing for you. Uh, spam armies can sometimes take a wrong turn if you get the funnels wrong, if you're trying to replicate a spam army that you have seen. If you see somebody on burnt base that is... Uh, tripled a base that you're looking at with a spam army and you again you know maybe you you're, you're putting your finger down and swiping right to left as you're drawing a line to deploy the spam and you do it ever so slightly differently from the guy who's spamming uh who's who's playing you're watching uh things will go a completely different way um i mean my the yeti smash that i was using yes it takes a warden walk which is a precision thing but once the the precision funneling is made the deployment of the troops are essentially spam and i messed up that spam uh you know and it didn't it didn't work out quite the way that i thought it was going to work out for me next attack e-drag spam it's pretty easy because of the the way the pathing was set up on this particular base but it, it worked out got the triple there 
so again, congratulations to the Knights of Zion for that. 44 out of 45 stars, uh, 99% two star being the only thing left. It was it was a fun time, and uh, I hope that we'll be able to replicate that again in the future. Uh, so what kind of things we have coming up? Uh, coming up in a couple days, I believe starting in just under one day, uh, is going to be clan games. Uh, they have not officially released what the rewards are going to be for clan games yet. Uh, but I did see a sneak, a, a leak. Now it's not confirmed, so don't you know if it changes, don't get mad at Catfish for giving you bad information. Uh, but I'm uh, not sure how I'm feeling about clan game rewards this month, guys. Uh, you know, tier one, we're looking at 30% elixir, a clock tower potion, 20 gems. So you know, that's okay. I'm not sure what'll take there. Probably, well, I don't know. Do you get more? How many gems do you get for selling a clock tower potion? That'll have to look into. Do you get the 10 gems or do you get 50? Because if it's 50, I'm taking the clock tower potion and selling it. Uh, tier 2 is going to be 40% gold, a shovel of obstacles, which is also 50 gems, or one resource potion. Uh, probably going to take the gems on that one. Uh, tier 3 is going to be four wall rings, two power potions, or 40 gems. Might go with the wall rings because that takes a, a lot of... Uh, resources to upgrade a wall for me right now at town hall 14 uh tier four we're looking at 70 percent elixir one super troop potion or one builder potion that's going to be that's going to be a tough call i get enough i get enough um resources so i don't think that i'm going to take the elixir uh, but I, i'm torn between that builder potion and the super troop potion because i i still do need to spend quite a bit of dark elixir on upgrading my pets. Uh, my pets are, I have two of them at six, one of them at five, and the yak is going to six right now. Uh, and then my my heroes, uh, my archer queen and royal champion are done. Um, Grand Warden's done too, but he doesn't take Dark Elixir. So I'm just working on my king. Uh, I'll be waiting until after my league hit to drop the king, but then I have to schedule when the next league hit's going to be. So we'll see when that king actually gets dropped. Uh, but I do have three of my heroes maxed out right now. So I'm not sure which one I'll take there. Builder potions do always come in handy. And if I'm trying to get that king upgrade done quickly, maybe I will take the builder potion so I can knock a little bit of time off of that king upgrade. Uh, tier 5, we're looking at 90% dark elixir. Or, for those who can't take dark elixir, uh, two resource potions. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, next option there is eight wall rings or two lab potions y'all don't need lab potions anymore <laughs> but two of them how many gems is two lab potions going to be uh, i am running a little bit low on gems i've only been using gems for like one gem donation things but uh starting to run low again it happens every every month about this time but uh we'll get some more gems coming up as we get through playing games so uh, maybe we'll take the gems there but Eight wall rings is tempting. That might be enough to, to actually, between that and the four wall rings in the other category, I might be able to get two wall pieces done uh, if I include the uh, wall rings that I still have in my storage right now. Tier six. All right, this is what everybody wants to know, right? Tier six, we've got a rune of gold, so that can help with some of the defensive buildings that I'm working on. Um, I do have two builders that are going to get done at about the same time in eight days i believe so that could be handy to have a, a rune of gold on standby but i already have one in my storage so i don't know that i need that rune of gold but maybe uh the other option is a hundred gems 100 gems is always great right and then the most exciting one of all can you hear it in my voice the last option in tier six is a stupid book of spells y'all <laughs> it's become a meme it's always a book of spells. Why? Why is it always a book of spells? My spells are already maxed out. I think just about every single Town Hall 14 does have max spells. I don't need no book of spells, but whatever. Uh, maybe I'll be able to use it on, on some of my lower accounts. Maybe the 11 could use... I don't know. I don't remember which spells I have left to do in my Town Hall 11. Uh, I... I, I've, I've really just been very slowly farming up that Town Hall 11. Um, for, for those... It's not the official litmus test, um, but in Eden's Edge right now, the lowest base that we, the lowest uh, accounts that will accept is Town Hall 11s, 
And my kind of guide is going to be that when I get my Town Hall 11 up to Town Hall 12, right about that time is probably going to be when we limit Eden's Edge to Town Hall 12. Now, I'm not racing that account to Town Hall 12. That account's free to play. I don't even buy the gold pass on my Town Hall 11. So don't worry for you, you know, Town Hall 11s that might show up lower on the war map than me in Eden's Edge. Uh, that's that's just kind of a general guide. When you see Lil Catfish get to Town Hall 12, know that we're probably going to stop accepting new Town Hall 11s into Eden's Edge. Now, that's not a firm thing. You know, I've, I've kind of mentioned that plan to the other co-leaders, and it it might just work out because, you know, that's about the time that we stopped accepting Town Hall 10s is when I took Lil Catfish up to Town Hall 11. So uh, hopefully this timing will work out for us. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, pushing that account really fast. It's, it's just chugging along, doing this little thing, and uh, I, I have my Sapwitch army maxed out, which is really the only thing I need at Town Hall 11. I'm gonna make sure that I get all the rest of them uh, maxed out for Town Hall 11 before I go to 12. But, you know, Town Hall 11 is broken, so it's kind of fun that way. Uh, some other things we're gonna have coming up, y'all. Uh, it's about to be August. And August means it's Clash of Clans birthday month. And uh, the last two years, we've gotten a birthday skin, right? We got the Party King and we got the Party Warden. So let me ask you, what do you think this year's birthday skin is going to be? Are we going to get the Party Queen or are we going to get the Party Champion? If I was a betting man, and I'm not, you know, because I'm often wrong, so I don't I don't bet. <laughs> uh I would think we're going to get the party queen because there are fewer people that have the royal champion, but we also got the party warden before the queen, and that was a while ago, and that was back when, you know, we were complaining that there were no grand warden skins, and Supercell said it was because there weren't as many people with the grand warden, so they were waiting to do the grand warden skins until there were more with them. And that party warden was actually that time that we got a skin at the beginning of the month, which I just, I don't know, that month when they did that, uh, when they did the party warden skin, that just seemed really weird to me that we didn't have a skin to look forward to after finishing the gold pass. It was all, it was at the beginning. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see the royal champion at the beginning or if we're going to see the archer queen at the end. Uh, if I had to bet, again, I think we will see the party queen and uh can't wait to try her out and see what she's gonna look like actually in the game uh and speaking of party king and party warden my uh, my party king and party warden did get uh had to, to pull their their outfits out of the closet wash them up iron them up and uh i did use those guys in my attacks in the proverbs 31 birthday war uh, i know i kind of trolled and said I was going to use the clockwork stuff, which I think just about all of us hate, especially Proverbs, but I broke out Party King and Party Warden and made sure that I had sound effects on so that when I dropped those guys, I could hear those sick guitar riffs and that Warden yelling party. Uh, and, you know, it helped because I, I ended up getting a six-pack in that war, so maybe I need to keep those skins on, y'all. I switched back to some other stuff, but I'm thinking maybe I need to switch back to that Party King because it helped me get a six-pack in war. Uh, some things that I have seen in the leak community is that uh, the birthday cake's been leaked in uh, in a video and the birthday or anniversary, whatever they call it, obstacle. Um, so, you know, every year we get the, the cake that spawns on the base and then there is some sort of, uh, you know, building that you can collect from either the pass or they just let you collect it from uh, doing a game event. Uh, this year, the statue is looking like a P.E.K.K.A. statue, and not like full-blown P.E.K.K.A. It's going to look kind of like the pole, uh, not like the fountains that, that we've seen in the past, uh, but it's going to be like a uh, a torch that the flame is coming out of the top of the P.E.K.K.A. helmet with the, the horns off to the side. It, it looks kind of sick. Yeah, this year's birthday cake, though, it's, I don't know, I'm not ex super excited about it. It's just, it's all pink, and then it's got like a barbarian sword sticking up out of the top of it. Um, so I, I will be sure to post some pictures of those uh, leaks that I saw in uh, the Discord server. So if you'd like to see what could potentially be coming, I'll also post a, uh, a picture of 
the clan games leaks that I was able to see. Um, somebody might actually beat me to it because I think guys like All Might and the Glory, um, those guys tend to also pay attention to the Clash of Clans leak community and share those things. Um, and maybe one of those guys will have posted that already by the time I finish recording and get this episode published. Now, we did have two events, uh, we had several events through the past week um, that we had to complete, and I don't remember what a couple of the first ones were, they were a while ago, and it was while I was laid up in bed uh, with my sore back, um, but I do know the two of them that we just finished up was the P.E.K.K.A. event and the Super Wizard event, which went perfectly with me wanting to try out some more P.E.K.K.A. Smash armies. Uh, as I mentioned last week, um, P.E.K.K.A. Smash was one of the, the top five uh, attacks that were being used in the World Championships, and it was of those top attacks, it was the one with the highest hit rate. So I wanted to, to try that out a little bit more. So once, uh, once I got to where I could boost the Super Wizards, I boosted up my Super Wizards uh, and started using some Super P.E.K.K.A. Smash, uh, which... I did that, and then a, a week or two ago, I did kind of like the what they're calling the Chinese Smash variant, where it has a couple witches in there. I think I actually liked the Chinese Smash version better. Um, so yesterday, well, first couple days using that Pekka Smash, it went all right. I got I got a couple triples. Uh, every once in a while, I would get a one star on those, uh, well, the stupid ring bases because I would. Typically, I'm going to be starting that P.E.K.K.A. Smash with a Warden walk on one corner, let him work away at some stuff. And his goal is to usually take out either the Town Hall or uh, secondarily going to be taking out the Eagle. And then I'm going to create a funnel on the other side by dropping the uh, uh, Siege Barracks and then, you know, smashing with the, the P.E.K.K.A.s and Bowlers. I'm sorry, with the P.E.K.K.A.s and the Super Wizards um, through the middle. And then uh, late Royal Champion to, to take out some, some things along the edge that uh, they need, to, need some help with. But the core bases, you, you don't use that Siege Barracks. You're supposed to use a Battle Blimp. And uh, I would oftentimes forget to do that. I would start my Warden Walk to take out a corner. And then when he got to a certain point, I'm dropping that Siege Barracks. And then, you know, the rest of the heroes and the P.E.K.K.A.s and the Super Wizards. And then I go back to drop the Battle Blimp, you know, to run through the Warden's Tome and realize that, oh, crap, I dropped the Siege Barracks to set a funnel, but I didn't need to set. So now i got to hope that I can get everything into the core. Well, then you got everything in the core to take out the, the Town Hall. If you can get them into the core, they all die to the Town Hall. If you don't get them into the core, you, I don't have the Battle Blimp anymore, so I can't get to the stupid core. So yeah, I had a couple one-star fails with that. Uh, yesterday was just absolutely awful. It was probably the worst day of the Legend League attacks that I've had since I had three heroes down. Uh, I had several just stupid one-star things that, you know, one of them I'd waiting for the warden to do his warden walk thing and take out the town hall, and I, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I, I must have been counting the number of hits that the warden was making on the town hall, and forgot to notice that there were two battle builders behind the town hall that were repairing it. So it's going to take him a little bit longer to get through, right? So he does however many hits that I'm used to him doing, and I dropped my king and Pekka's, and then the warden retargeted and followed all them, left the town hall up. Uh, then the stupid battle builders rebuilt the town hall by the time everything gets back over to it, so it's at full health, and it was just, yeah, uh, uh, just a one-star fail. Um, just awful. Uh, thankfully, it was just a Legend League hit and not a uh, not another War hit or another uh, another League hit. That would have been gross. But you know, sometimes those things happen. So I mean, you've got to learn from your mistakes. Uh, and hopefully, it's better if you can learn from watching the mistakes of others than you having to make the mistake and then learn from it. Uh, but I think your own mistakes are often your best teacher. So. Today, we're going to be aiming to do a little bit better on the... I got a couple P.E.K.K.A. Smashes that are already brewed up. And then I think I want to move over to the Chinese Smash and uh, see if I can't do a little bit better with that one. Uh, today's my last day with Super Wizards, so I have to decide whether I'm going to continue on with them or move on to something else. Uh, but it's been about a week, week 
eh, a little over a week that I've been doing ground attacks, so it's time for me to go back and uh, do a legend league, a couple days of legend league attacks with some air armies. So I'll be moving on probably back to like QC Lalo. Um, I need to, to practice some blizzard stuff, so maybe some blizzard Lalo practice also. Uh, but I got to see who all has super wizards boosted in the clan. And that brings me to some talk about Clash of Clans tools. Y'all know I love talking about some of the tools that we have available to us and sharing these tools with the community. Uh, this past week, we started using uh, a tool that I, I guess it's been around for a little while in, uh, in Clash of Clans, but because of some of the changes that Supercell made in the last update. Now, these, these changes that they made are not huge in-game things that you see in the the uh, update notes that are in game. It's not, you know, it doesn't actually impact anything that's going on in in game. It's stuff that impacts things going on in the background of the game, and uh, you have to you have to really go into like the developer notes to find these things. But one of the things they changed was some of the information that is available via the API. So it's the way that you know the servers release information out to external servers who are, are trying to glean information uh, from the game. Um, so like being able to provide you know stats on on your heroes and your your uh, lab upgrades. So like if you're using Clash Ninja or any of those other things that uh, that, that help you track progress. It, the API is the connection that, uh, like, Clash Ninja has made a connection to the API for Clash of Clans, and it's sharing information in the background um, so that it can then display that information to you in a, in a nice, readable manner. Uh, well, they made some changes to the information that's available via that API, and one of those things that they made available uh, that we've been asking for in the community for a while is which super troop is being boosted by which person um, so now that that's available in an automated fashion uh, there's one tool out there that has actually built it into one of its its commands uh, so it's a, a tool that it's a bot that gets installed in your discord server and then you can run some commands we've got a a channel set up <clears throat> specifically for this bot because of all the information that it can give you uh, we've got this channel set up for the bot in the server uh, and run a bunch of different commands and it's really helping uh, one helping the clan track some things and we have some other big things coming up that it does that really help us out in the recruiting department so hold on just a moment while I go through the gate here thank you too all right and that tool is called clash perk uh, clash perk is the name of the bot. Uh, I will post a link to the bot's Discord server in uh, our Discord so that anybody wants to check it out can go check it out. Uh, I'll have some um, maybe some screenshots of the reports that it provides. But much like Minion Bot or what's what some of the other sidekick, I think, uh, Bat Bot, um, it, it can track like war stuff, right? It'll You can set up a channel where it gives a war feed of. Uh, who's done hits, who has hits that they've missed, <clears throat> what the what the enemy's war lineup looks like. Um, you can do it like a CWL command, so it'll show you how many, you know, the, the number of town hall levels that your clan has and that all of the other people in your, uh, in your CWL uh, lineup have. Um, the things that it does that some of the other bots that I've used hasn't done is, one, it's got this ability to show you what's being boosted so um, what we you know when you, if you're if you're wanting to use a bunch of, of blizzard attacks but nobody has super wizards boosted then you, you can't be you can't do that you can't even boost your own super wizards right unless you've got a, a second account that you can donate super wizards from uh, or if you're going into war and we still have a few people who are using uh, super minions in their war castles and we had this actually come up uh, last night um, Eden's Edge spun a war and a bunch of people were asking for super minions, and I, I ran the command uh, against Eden's Edge uh, to see who had what boosted, and we found out that there was nobody in either Eden's Edge nor Knights of Zion who had super minions boosted. So now we know, hey, somebody's either got to do that or we got to change uh, what's in the defensive CC. So that's 
extremely helpful. I love that we can see what is being boosted. Now, the thing that we would love to build is an automated way to take the information from that bot um, that it, it, it it'll it'll show you in a, in a you run a command and it presents a screen that has what's boosted and it even has a refresh button so you don't have to run the command again anybody can just go in and tap the refresh button and it'll change depending on what people have boosted what we would love to do is be able to take that information and tie it to a bot that can do auto rolls so that when somebody has super wizards boosted I can ping super wizards in discord and ask for donations of super wizards and it'll only ping the people that have super wizards um, we tried some stuff like this in guild of grace where we uh, holy knight built us some uh, reaction rolls where there was a reaction roll for each of the super troops but unfortunately nobody ever remembers to go in and change what role they have with super troops uh, you know there's some people that are in the guild of grace discord server that aren't even in the clan anymore and they they still have a reaction role uh, for certain super troops so that's you know, kind of defeats the purpose right but if we have that information available in an automated way through this clash perk bot uh, and we have bots that can do auto roll and clash perk can actually do auto roll for you so we'll get into that in a second about how we're using that um, but we'd love to be able to build a way to keep a an updated list of who has which uh, super troops boosted so that we can you know ping an ass warm if needed or uh, you know it's just nice to have so that's it's a, it's a cool feature that's available in that bot uh, on the recruiting side we in in Knights of Zion in Eden's Edge we don't accept any rushed accounts right and what we have to do is either you have to memorize what the maximum levels are for all the previous town halls so when when a town hall 11 applies I have to memorize okay what were the max levels for town hall 10 and look through their profile and see what's missing and memorizing it some people can do it I can't um, we also in our, our recruiting channels on the discord server we keep um, screenshots of max profiles for everything from town hall 10 and up so that when somebody applies I can go back and look at that screenshot that's pinned in our recruiting channels and, and see what's missing but again I just have to look back and forth and then every time there's an update it changes the order of the profile and the troop so now it, it becomes a little bit more difficult to to keep track so I've got to constantly be updating those screenshots clash perk has a rushed command so anytime somebody opens a ticket now uh, to apply to one of our clans uh, one of the things that we ask them for in the interview process is their player tag so now I type the rushed command enter their player tag the bot looks at their profile and then displays to me every single troop and spell and hero and well there's there's no way to have rushed pets right now but you know once we once we get to like town hall 15 and whatnot then the pets will be in there too but it'll show me every single thing that they have that's rushed it'll show what the level is of their what, what the current level is for them in their profile and then what it should be to not be rushed and that is going to save us so much time and it's also nice because when people apply and they say oh well you know I was rushed and I thought I had everything max what do I need to upgrade I'm like one guy do, do your own homework don't expect us you know the recruiters of the clan that you're hoping will accept you and want to have you into their clan that, that you know don't, don't expect us to do all your homework you know you can do that but now I can I can run that command and show them okay here are the things that you need to fix if it's a town hall 11 I'm to the point where I'm not accepting anything rushed from town hall 11s I, I will always vote no if it's anything's rushed um, simply because since town hall 11 is the lowest thing we will accept into Eden's Edge I don't want them starting behind right I want them starting with at the best possible level and there's people that, that apply and they think oh well it's just my quake spell or oh it's just my skelly spell um, true but quake is used in the most dominant attack at town hall 11 so why why would you rush your quake maybe it's because you don't know what the most dominant attack strategy is in town hall 11 and if you don't 
Well, go figure that out because that's the kind of things we want people to know when they come into our clan family. And then Skelly, yeah, Skelly didn't get used very much for a long time. So people people hate it on the Skelly, but it's it's gaining traction um, at the highest levels. We have people at Town Hall 14 who are using Skelly spells in their attacks. I've actually started incorporating Skelly spells into my Town Hall 11 Zap Witch at times. Uh, if if it's if I am doing an 11 versus 12 hit so now they have three inferno towers and they they actually have decent base design where the the three inferno towers and the eagle artillery aren't right next to each other so i can zap multiple things uh if they happen to have uh the little bit lower level um inferno towers that i can zap with my town Hall 11 stuff uh and they happen to have one of them be a single well i will zap out the multis and as I'm sending everything across the base, once, like, if a golem steps into range, or if I think a golem's going to step into range of the single before the, the skellies from the witches do, then I'll, I'll drop a skeleton spell on that, that single and distract it while everything's uh, working around it to get there. And that, that has helped me triple 11v12 a couple times. So, yes, yeah, skelly spell is important. Don't, don't, be, don't be sleeping on the skelly spell. Yeah, it doesn't get used quite as much, but when you need it, you need it to be at the high level as you, you can. So at Town Hall 11, we're not accepting, I'm not accepting, and I'm, I'm you know, using my vote to try to, to influence the rest of the recruiters who are voting to say, no, if you're at Town Hall 11, we want everything maxed out. So this bot is great to be able to show, hey, here's what you have that's rushed. The next command that they have that's nice, that, that helps on a, on a more personal level, is a, an upgrades command, and it will show you all of the upgrades that you have left at your current town hall level. Um, now it doesn't actually search your base to look for defensive upgrades. I don't know any, does anybody, and this, I'll ask this, does anybody know of a bot that actually looks at the base? Um, the lab and the heroes uh, are things that are available in the profile. So those are things that can get updated and I've seen that in multiple different um, bots and tools and whatnot, uh, Clash Ninja, Clash Track, all these things that, that track your, your your progress planning, right? All of them have automated ways to get that information, but I haven't seen any of them that have a way to actually get, like, what level walls you have and what level archer towers and, and defenses and whatnot. If anybody knows one of those, please, please hit me up on Discord and let me know because, I again, I, I love passing out the information on these, these tools that are available to help us all get a little bit better. And I'd love to see one that could do that. So when we start talking about we don't want anything rushed in the clan, we still have to manually look over the screenshots of their base and determine, okay, what level mortars do they have? What level, you know, scatters and, and all that. The, the, the big defenses, the ones where there's only, you know, two or three, that's easy. But when we start having to look through all of the archer towers and cannons, yeah, we probably get lazy on that and don't do it quite as thoroughly as we should but the name again the name of that bot is clash perk uh, i'll have some more info about that bot posted in the discord server and uh, i hope that it is something that will will help you guys it's certainly in just in the past week that we have been using it it has been helping me a ton uh, we have it in the use code klaus discord and we are actually using it even more there because use code klaus is a it's a clan that has a lot of turnover. There's, you know, we don't have any tryouts for that. There's no application process. It's when they kick people out of the clan, they will set it to invite only, and then it's first come, first serve. Uh, because it's it's the one that's opened up to anybody. Um, it doesn't matter how rushed you are. It doesn't matter what town hall level you are. It's, it's first come, first serve. In the Discord server, there are private channels that are reserved just for the members of the clan and then there's the public side where all of the people who are fans of klaus just want to come in and, and get all the information about how to join the server the clash perk bot has an auto roll function for um, discord that can link if you link your account to the bot and and verify your account there's a it's a kind of a two-step process you can link the account by running a link command and entering your um your player tag or the other command is verify and what you have to do with the verify command is you, you type you know whatever the prefix is um, it's going to default to exclamation point so exclamation point verify then your player tag and then you go into the game your settings um, more settings scroll down and there's going to be the 
uh, show API, um, which is a, a random number generated um, so that you can link your account to various bots and, and various tools and whatever. That that link is a one-time use link. So even if you share that link, is uh, it, it's it can only be used once. So if I type it into the bot to verify my account, that um, one-time password is now null and void. So nobody can steal your information. Now, if you run, if you copy that API number and just post it in Discord, the next person who wants to do something, um, say they want to do something nefarious and try to steal some of your account information, they can use that API number. Uh, if you haven't used it and you did something stupid and posted it publicly without, you know, using it, then uh, then it can do some harm. But if you're running the command, it does no harm. But the command is you know, exclamation point, verify your player tag, and then uh, paste that um, API number. And it's going to go into the game. The bot's going to go into the game. It's going to check for your profile. It's going to validate that you, the API number that you posted is actually a valid number. And then you're going to get, just like being verified on Twitter, it's going to give you a little you know checkbox, right? little check mark. Well, now, if you're a verified account, if that account enters into a clan that is managed by Clash Perk and you are in the Discord server, it will automatically, if the if the admins of the Discord server uh, and the co-leaders of the clan have set it up this way, it can say, oh, okay, you're a member of the clan. We're going to give you the member role in the Discord, which can then open up the members-only channels in the Discord server. Uh, and the same thing with, with Elder and co-leader. So, like, you know, we all have private channels for the co-leaders in Knights of Zion. We manage Knights of Zion more manually uh, because of the application process and whatnot, so I don't think we need the auto-roll function there. But in use code Klaus, people who are in the clan need to have access to the, like, the war where they're discussing who's taking which, uh, which war bases and, and getting help and whatnot there. We need them to have access to those channels, but only for as long as they're actually members of the clan. And every two weeks, several people get purged from the clan and new people come in and maintaining all those roles for the discord admins can get to be a pain so now clashberg is set up to where if you become a member of the clan you just go into the we have the clashberg bot set up in a public channel you do that verify command and now it says hey look your congratulations you've been seen in use code klaus you now have access as a member role in the discord server which gives you access to the private channels. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to get things set up on the admin side. It it actually was easy. The first time I did it, it took me a little bit of time, but I'm 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 a Discord noob, guys. I'm I'm not normally a Discord admin. I was given some admin uh, privileges on the use code Klaus server just so I could help set this bot up and play around with it. If I'm a noob at Discord and was able to figure it out, I'm sure you can. Now Okay, yes, I've been working in the IT industry for over 20 years, so I, I kind of get how IT stuff works. But really, it's easy. The auto rolls are great. So if you if you want to have a public side of your Discord, but also want to maintain some private stuff that just random people uh, applying to your Discord can't see, this is a great way to keep track of that. And then if the person gets kicked from the clan, the bot sees that and it deletes their access to those private channels um, if you're doing a clan family type thing then you might need to do some manual control of some certain roles but if if you have a, a clan like use code klaus where you've got a lot of turnover going on uh, this is a great bot to help you maintain that all right so for the next segment y'all uh questions for catfish it's a channel that i have in the discord server um you'll notice if you're in there uh, well, maybe you'll notice if you're not one of the admins. I have that channel uh, set to slow mode. And, and the reason for that is that is just supposed to be, it's not supposed to be for conversations in that channel. It's supposed to literally be for people to ask questions for me that they want answered on the podcast. I'm not going to, usually I'm not going to answer the questions in that channel or, or on the Discord server until actually I've had a chance to answer them uh, in an episode of the podcast. Then we can chat about them more. Uh, 
in Discord later. But you know, that's I like to have the the inspiration for some topics to actually talk about here on the podcast. So that's what that channel's for. Uh, I don't I don't try to I try not to discuss things there too often. But I do have one question that came in this time uh, from the Hammer Dirty Jammer from C2J asking questions the, the last couple weeks. Actually, man, thanks for uh, for submitting those questions into me. I, I really appreciate that. He says, out of all the items in the league shop. What do you feel is the best item or items to spend your league medals on? Uh, and then there were some discussions that went on after that. And, uh, you know, Nob submitted some answers. Uh, Tribe of Judah put in his, uh, his two cents. And then actually, uh, well, let's see, Green Arrow responded. And Hero, Hero Killer actually had the closest answer to what my answer would be. And that is, it really depends on which account you're talking about uh, for instance the, the main account is the one that i talk about the most um on my town hall 14 right now the only thing that i am spending league medals on is the uh the hammers for heroes right because that's that works on both the heroes and on the pets uh, i i can war without a pet you know i, I don't like to but that's just right now because of how many upgrades we have to do on those pets it's nearly impossible to schedule upgrades on those round war. Uh, so we, we war if we have a pet down. Uh, we don't war if we have a hero down. So right now I'm using my Hammer of Heroes on my heroes um, because they take longer than the pets do at the moment. And, you know, I don't like having to be opted out of war. So on the Town Hall 14, all I'm using is the Hammers of, of Heroes. Before Town Hall 14 was released, when I was a max Town Hall 13, though, I did use my medals to buy one of each of the hammers so that I was prepared for when Town Hall 14 got released. So I had one of each of the hammers uh, that I purchased more than a week before Town Hall 14 was released so that as soon as it was released, I could use one of those hammers, immediately go back in and buy another one. Uh, hindsight being 2020, I kind of wish I hadn't wasted as much metals on getting the hammers for spells because there weren't very many spell upgrades, but we didn't know that ahead of time. So I used those to, to prepare for when the next town hall was getting released. The only other thing that I will occasionally purchase in the league shop on the town hall 14 is the, um, the training boost. And if and that's, if I'm running low on gems and I don't want to buy the one from the trader, but I need to get a couple boosts in, I feel that I get a, you know, it's a little bit cheaper to get them from the league shop, uh, but that's because we get a we get a lot more medals um, during CWL from being in Champion League than being in a lower league. So I have a few extra left that I'll be able to uh, to use on that. I think from what I had left over from the previous CWL and then what I got, I got around I want to say 490 medals from CWL this time. Um, I, I have enough to, to purchase like three hammers of heroes. Um, so that's, that's what most of those medals are going to go towards. Um, on like my town hall nine, the one that's, well, the one that's going to be my forever town hall nine. Uh, again, I'm only using the, the hammers of heroes with that one at the moment because everything else on that account is completely maxed out. Uh, on the alpha fish account, that's going, it's, it's, you know, the one that's, that's the main account for plebs. Uh, it'll be the one that continues to to get upgraded. I, I'm not spending a whole lot of CWL medals on that account right now. When I do, again, it's the hero medals because I'm trying to get my queen up to a point where I can actually do some queen walks and queen charges with her. Because that's that's my favorite attack at Town Hall 9 is QC Lalo. Um, so I need to get that queen up as, as fast as possible. Defensive side, on the Town Hall 9, I'm, I'm not... I'm not grinding too fast because I feel like at Town Hall 9, it's mostly the longest thing is your heroes and your walls, right? So if you can have some good balance between defenses and walls, uh, those are going to take as long as they're going to take. I don't feel like I need to waste medals on that. But I do want to bank those medals on that account for when I get to Town Hall 10 because some of those defenses at Town Hall 10 are going to be very imperative to have upgraded immediately. Otherwise, you're going to still be able to get three-starred by Town Hall Mines. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned it in the past that my my nearly max Town Hall Mine, I can take out a new Town Hall 10 if it has level one Inferno Towers 
with my QC Lalo attack. Uh, so I want to make sure that once I get to Town Hall 10, uh, I'm dropping those Inferno Towers, getting them done as quick as possible, and then getting them upgraded so that I'm not getting tripled by a Town Hall 9 that knows what he's doing. I want to make him be a Town Hall 10 uh, to be able to triple me. So I'll probably get some hammers of building uh, once I actually hit Town Hall 10. So I'm banking a lot of medals on that on the Alpha Fish account. On my Town Hall 11, uh, again, that one... It's really, it's going to, it's going to the heroes because I don't want to be out of war. Um, but I did use some on the hammers of building um, to get the eagle artillery done, uh, to get the inferno towers upgraded. Uh, and now it's, yeah, it's mostly been safe for heroes. So to me, the most important thing is heroes, but I don't waste the CWL medals on those lower um, lower level heroes. I'm not going to waste a hammer of heroes on upgrading my queen from for me from nine to ten even. Um, I want to try to save them for when I'm getting up into the range where I'm actually starting to be able to do queen charges. So you know level you know, a level fifteen uh, queen. But those upgrade times are so short now that I, I really I'm not trying to waste a whole bunch of medals on that. Um, now I have a town hall two. I have a couple town hall twos uh, that'll always be town hall twos. Uh, and it actually does have CWL medals because I sit my um, my two fishes account. Usually it sits in Knights of Zion during SCCWL on the bench uh, to collect medals. I get I want to say it's 90 medals for sitting on the bench in Champion Three. And the only thing that I am purchasing with the CWL medals on that Town Hall Two account is statues because I think it's going to be hilarious at some point when the Knights of Zion work their way up. The champions won, and I have saved up enough medals on my Town Hall 2 to have a Town Hall 2 with that silly champion statue from CWL. That is my goal. That is that is my stretch goal, to eventually be able to make it up to Champions 1 and put that statue on my Town Hall 2 account. Right now, that Town Hall 2 has the whatever the first um, statue is that you get. I don't remember which one it is. It's the warrior statue. Um, so it's got that, which I just I think is funny that there's a Town Hall 2 with, with those statues. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so what am I buying? Mostly hero hammers, uh, occasionally a training boost, and that is about it, uh, you know, in the middle of things. When there are upgrades coming, when I'm getting to the end of a town hall, I will get one of the, 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 the hammers of building, but I never use that hammer of building on the town hall itself. I use it on whatever the main defense is uh, to get it done, or even like the lab, the CC, um, so that that can be going immediately after I reach that new town hall level. So that's uh, that's the answer there. It, it kind of varies um, from town hall to town hall. I, I pretty much agree with what Hero said, with the way he's got his uh, plan mapped out. And now, uh, final segment of the show. Well, almost final segment, because we're going to wrap up with some, some COC content. But final segment, Coffee Talk. Y'all, um, this week's featured coffee is from a place called Onyx Coffee Lab. They're uh, they're out of Arkansas. Uh, they're a huge name in the specialty coffee market. They're a roaster that uh, if you ever get into specialty coffee, they're going to be one of the first um, roasters that you hear about if you start searching online. Um, they're, 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 they're massive. Um, Counterculture, that I've talked about the last couple weeks, is a big roaster. Onyx is, I think their, their quality is a step above above what counterculture is doing counterculture though has a lot of training facilities so a lot of what they're doing is more for the community onyx they have some superb competitors they have uh baristas that work for the onyx coffee lab um that's what they call it they call it a coffee lab uh and that have gone on to the um like the, the barista championships the brewers cups the whatnot and have taken first second and third in these things right um three baristas from one place going in and taking all the medals uh which is fantastic so they're they're a great roaster they did a collaboration with a guy named andy andy minio andy minio is a hip-hop artist he's one of my favorite hip-hop artists uh my son and i have gone and seen him in concert a few times uh uh and i just i, I really like andy andy recently got into specialty coffee he started a uh, a record label called minor league 
um, that was trying to, to help and encourage. And this goes right along with my whole get better campaign, right? Uh, he and his friend words played started this, uh, this production company called minor league. It was focusing on these young up and coming hip hop artists and, and that are trying to do some good things and have some positive messages in the hip hop community and in the rap community and not be this derogatory rap that we, we see all over the place. Uh, but more, more positive stuff, still having great music and great lyrics, but not being focused on negativity, but being focused on positivity. Uh, so he and some of the guys from minor league, they went to Japan for a field trip. They called it, uh, as they were just traveling the world, doing some tours. And while they were there doing some of their, their creativity and things, they were inspired by a lot of the culture, which there is really service oriented and about detail oriented about doing things to perfection. Uh, I, I lived in Japan uh, for three years when I was in the army. Uh, my wife and I were married while I was stationed over there. My son was born over there. Uh, it's really when, even though we have been away from there for almost 20 years um, and we were only there for a very short period of time and it's not where we grew up, that's, that's where our marriage started. So that, that almost feels like home to us when we, when we think back to the, the formative years of our marriage and of our small little family. So Japan has a, a real special place in my heart. They did this field trip over there. It influenced them to come up with, you know, each of the guys put out some some small, uh, small short albums. Andy did an EP called Happy Thoughts, and it was kind of based on some of these things about um, striving for to be better and striving for perfection and and detail oriented. He came back and did this collaboration with Onyx Coffee Lab uh, that was supposed to be based upon that experience in Japan, and the roasters there came up with a blend of beans that were to remind Andy and the rest of his team about their time in Japan. Me, loving coffee, loving Andy Minio, uh, and Words Played, and the rest of the minor league crew, uh, I saw that it was getting released, I pre-ordered it, and it came in the mail. Um, I had been drinking some other stuff, some really super fruity and, and acidic and, and bright flavors, uh, from my local roaster, so I had to set my my uh, Onyx stuff aside. The name of it is Happy Sips. So his latest album was Happy Thoughts. Well, they they called this one Happy Sips. Uh, I had to set that one aside for a little bit, finish what I was drinking, finally brewed this up. I watched the videos that they had on the Onyx uh, Onyx Coffee Labs website about their preferred and recommended brewing methods for it. Andy Minio's in there doing his thing, watching them and 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 doing kind of an interview style teaching session. Uh, and talking about how you know he was inspired, well, I, I brewed this coffee up, and y'all, have you ever have you ever gone somewhere, did something, been somewhere, and all of a sudden you get a smell that just immediately transports your mind to a different time and a different place? Um, that is what this coffee did for me. Now, it was completely different from the cup that I had. I, I brewed this up in the afternoon. In the morning, I had this really super fruity and bright coffee. So now I'm brewing this up in the afternoon. And I, you know, I put my nose down in the filter to smell it. And immediately, I'm transported back to this little neighborhood that, we, that my wife and I lived in when we first got married. It was just outside of uh, the, one of the, the bases there in Okinawa, Japan. Um, and there were all these shops that just lined these little mom and pop owned shops that lined all the streets. It was such a cool little area. There were, um, there was all kinds of nightlife on, on one block. And then there's all these little shops in another. And, and we lived between these two major sections of, of, of retail, um, where we could walk to just about anything. There were, there were bakeries and fish markets and, and sushi shops and, places that had like little markets where they had all the dried herbs and teas, um, the nori. So the dried seaweed that, that, that the Japanese use in, in making sushi, right? All of these, all these food items with these scents. And then there's a lot of lacquered wood in some of the woodworking, um, in the, in these old shops. Um, even though it's a, it's a highly urban area, there's still, um, some old school shops that have been around since you know, shortly after world war two and in, in, based upon things that are that are even older than that um and i smelled that coffee 
and was immediately transported back to that time. Uh, I could I could see the little bakery that we used to walk to and, and grab um, croissants in, in, on Sunday morning. I could I could see the little uh, the the old Japanese guy and lady that ran the one spice market. I, I, it was just so neat um, how that scent could transport uh, transport my mind there. Um, it, it smelled. I think the the notes on it say that it's black tea and bergamot and, and uh, brown sugar, and that tea immediately that tea flavor I could smell that it it smelled like black tea, um, but also had some some green tea hints in there, and it made me think of this restaurant that we used to go to all the time when we first got married and and were uh, raising our son. Uh, it it reminded me of that that tea and the like the miso soup that the little mom and pop place would bring us every time we'd go in for for dinner on a you know a date night um it was just incredible uh i'm not going to say it's the best best tasting coffee i've ever had but the fact that it from one sniff and one sip could immediately transport me back to a different time and place it is amazing how this uh the coffee roaster that blended this together was able to evoke such great aromas and flavors out of this that really did remind me a guy who spent several years in Japan did remind me of Japan, which was their inspiration for coming up with this blend. So uh, happy sips from Onyx coffee lab. If you, if you like tea better than coffee, get this coffee, uh, brew it up, you might have to. You, know, I don't, you might not have one of the, the cool pour-over systems for doing it, but you know, try to at least get the ratio of water to, to beans right. You might need to get your local um, coffee shop to grind it for you if you don't have a good grinder, because if you if, if it's going to come whole bean, um, they might actually do it ground for you if you select that on the website. And it's while fresh ground is always better. It's better to have an even grind than um, to have an uneven fresh grind. So if you order it that way and you want it fantastic but if you like tea better than coffee get this um, brew it gently and and sip it like it's it's a great cup of tea and it is really what it's going to remind you of so that's the the featured coffee for this week happy sips from onyx coffee lab collaborate or onyx coffee lab a collaboration with andy minio all right so to to end off this episode <clears throat> excuse me on some Clash of Clans content, a uh, huge shout out to the Knights of Zion team in the summer scrims. Uh, they faced off against the Filthy Tryhards this week. Uh, this was the first chance that Big D and team actually had to get in some attacks in this scrim because their first uh, their first war ended up having to get canceled due to a, a forfeit that went in the favor of Knights of Zion, but that's not the way they wanted to end it. Um, these guys, they came out swinging. 5v5, they ended up with three triples. Uh, Big D had a time fail because he uh, had a great plan for the base that he was going against, and his queen turned not the way that he intended for her to go. So he had to, at the last minute, scramble to change some of his plan. He ended up, I think he swagged four spell space or something. Um, that just because of the way that the pathing went, he didn't need those spells anymore. Uh, but it, it resulted in a time fail. He had plenty of troops left, um, but because they took the wrong path, it, it didn't quite work out. So uh, still, three triples. They ended up uh, winning 13 to 11. They've got a solid hold on first place right now. Uh, I believe that they've got another war spin. It was either last night or tonight. So hopefully they will have a very similar result. And... Uh, Best wishes to my buddy Kratos as I face off against him with our respective teams uh, on Friday. Y'all, uh, that's going to be it. I hope that y'all uh, have a chance to go do some good things for your community, that you're able to do some good things in our Clash of Clans community or even in your in real life community. Uh, I look forward to visiting with y'all on Discord. Reach out, send me some questions, give me some ideas on what you'd like to hear. And uh, most of all, Let's just be good buddies with each other. Uh, I look forward to talking with you. Until next time, y'all, be safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.